and then we'll look at dating and courtship and finally my ideal wedding budget which you're going to love I'm going to help you <laughs> some of you might not like it but it will help you amen praise God amen and amen so we want to look at why why marriage what is God's purpose for marriage so now let's read this account of Apostle Paul stay where you are when God called your name stay where you were when God called now it says go to verse 20 let me see Sorry, just a minute. Amen. 27. Okay, give me 27. Let me see. Okay, good. Are you married? Stay married. Are you unmarried? Don't get married. Turn to neighbor and say, neighbor, are you married? What was the response? Is there no? Okay, okay. Are you unmarried? Ask about you unmarried. He said, don't get married. What a beautiful counsel. Now, we want to ask Paul, Paul, what kind of statement is this? Let's continue. But there's certainly no sin in getting married. Whether you are a virgin or not, all I am saying is that when you marry, you take on additional stress. In an already stressful time. And I want you to spare, I want to spare you if possible. So Paul is saying that marriage is stressful. Good news. Tell us a neighbor. <laughs> marriage is stressful. Say, my friend, are you stressed? Then don't marry. <laughs> Next verse, let's see what is there. I do want to point out, friends, that time is of essence. There's no time to waste. So don't complicate your lives unnecessarily. Keep it simple in marriage. So that will help the budget part. So that is the answer for the budget. I can close now. Because I've made two key points. Marriage is... Are you married? Stay married. Are you unmarried? Stay unmarried. Because marriage is stressful. Now from this scripture, is marriage a need or a want? What is a need? And me, need means you can't do without. Now you cannot stay without eating. It's a need. You cannot stay without a covering, shelter. You cannot stay without clothing. You have to cover yourself. It's a need. But in clothing, you can stay without wearing something that costs $1,000. So want only brings comfort. So it means you can do without it. 
Now, from what we have read in the scripture, marriage may not be a need. Because you can do without it and still leave because Christ did not marry. If marriage was a need, then Christ should have gotten a wife to complete his ministry. But he was single. Died single. Went to the grave single. Rose on the grave single. Ascended single. Currently, he's still single. Actually, he's married. <laughs> For on the cross, he also created his wife, which is you, me, the church. Now, if you have this mindset and understanding that marriage is not a need, then you will begin to do your best to find out why you should marry and what is the intention of the maker of marriage the best person that can give you the reason for a product is the manufacturer so if it's an aspect of living that I can do without then it means that if I'm going to go into it because this is something that if I add to my life according to Apostle Paul is stressful and that he's even advising if you are unmarried, stay unmarried. I mean, all the singles here, when you were leaving your house today, you didn't have to tell anybody you were leaving. You just had your bath, did your makeup for the sisters. You could decide to have had your bath three hours ago and you need three hours for makeup. And nobody's waiting for that ping, 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 nothing like that. And when you were done, you ordered your Uber, you left. When we close tonight, you can choose to get them at one. Nobody will fight you, except if you have a landlord who locks the gate. So you don't have a problem. As a young man, if you are hungry, you don't have stress. That sister beside your house, the one behind, do you know that lady? Uh, the one that does the indomie. Uh, you just order before you get there, you take it, you eat it, you are fine. Hallelujah. But when you get married, you don't eat anyhow. When your wife has taken a time that I, it's like today is Valentine and let me get something good for my my babe and then she goes to the market stresses herself in fact she took off from work today for your sake just a present for you and they get home and say that oh I ate something before coming you sleep outside what do you mean <laughs> hallelujah you are not married now, dear brother. You can give a sister a lift. And nobody asks any question except your pastor who wants to find out what's happening. And when you marry, in fact, on the day of the marriage, we say it here. You see, sometimes, interestingly, the vows we take here, they don't remember. But there's a portion in the vow that says that you are first eh, put that tape out. <laughs> forsaking all others so, and you see most times some of us pastors will say it three times so that you can hear but they still don't hear because they're in a hurry all because the reason for marriage has not been concluded upon 
Forsaking all others. Forsaking, it means that whatever you are seeing behind the veil, after unveiling the veil and seeing whether she's a caricature or is a beauty, whatever it is behind that veil, you are committed for the rest of your life. Whether the Manchester will drop down or the backless will backward down, you are sticking to that one. Whether wrinkles will come after three years, that is what you will behold for the rest of your life. Is self imprisonment. There's been situations where you see ladies before they gave birth, very amazing looking. Because one thing about marriage is that there's so many uncertainties. That is why you must be certain about the purpose for it. So that becomes an anchor in case events happen that are contrary to what you desired, you still stick there. Vows are not made out of blindness. Vows are made out of revelation. Okay? We are going small, small. Amen. Are you following me? The women here, your systems are different. There are others that as soon as they get pregnant, I've seen a picture of a lady who was fair. In fact, her wedding, she was so fair, like, wow, what a complexion. Then she herself put a picture after bed. She was dark. She was dark. You see, before, on the wedding day, she, she, was, she was figure eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she had all the, man of God, she had all the, the waist was small. You know, you understand? Yeah, everything, <laughs> everything was in. <laughs> but when she showed the picture of after giving birth, she's flowing. You understand? There is no more bridges. Before now, it was. <laughs> it was not a double lane. Now it's a double lane. So it's a whole N one. Means it means from the chest. So that they are together. There's nothing anymore. And she's dark. Now, supposing the husband did not understand what marriage is about and his focus was about the figure and the complexion of this lady, then after birth, he might have to change his mind. But that is a commitment you're going to make. I gave the story in church some time ago. I was at the mall somewhere we were having some meeting. This was about seven years ago. We are having a meeting. As we were having a meeting, a creation passed. And the sons of men, we forgot the agenda of the day. And without control, as if there was, a, there was something controlling us, we all moved our face and looked at creation passing. And in my mind, I said, Hey! Some spotless damsel was passing. But thank God for the Holy Ghost. I remembered my first love. And I...
you're not married, you can appreciate creation. But when you're married, it's not even from the action, it's from the intention. Just looking and saying, mm, I think I should have waited for a while before I married. I would have seen better. You have committed something. So all of you that are in a hurry to marry, before we move further, the information is that marriage is stressful and that you're going to lose your liberty and independence. I always say something that when you're not married, you don't go for retreat. You just pick your bag and you go away. But now you're married, you're going to have to sit down with your spouse and say, you know what? I was praying the night and while I was praying, the Lord opened my eyes and I saw new levels and new dimensions and uh, the Spirit of God commune with my spirit that I needed some time alone and so um, he said I should talk to you. <laughs> Get your approval. Uh, you don't have that liberty. Your finances is no longer yours anymore. Every money that comes to me goes to my wife. She gives me money to put fuel in my car. Gives me money to go out. She's the boss. It's so serious that even when money comes out to, like, no, this one is my personal money. God gave it to me. <laughs> After God gave me some money, I spent it. And then you feel bad. And when the children start coming in, I heard a man of God say that how fathers or men see children, do you know how women see children? Women see a responsibility. They see their part of them. Men see bills. No, no, that's all we see. So when the baby cries, it's not the toilet that is going. Bills, no. It's stressful. Tell neighbor, say it's stressful. And then when Joe was born, we had to combine some milk be with the breast milk. At the point in my home, like I now you too can't focus on the breast and drink the breast milk. Because that time, you know, we didn't have the money. And this guy, you buy the thing three days, he has finished. Say, what is that rubbish? So the men will be see bills. We don't see children. After the diapers, after the milk, they will start school. Then go and wash guys. Say you won't wash. You're mad. I'll beat the heaven out of you. <laughs> we see bills. So people have got so important to understand what marriage is about. Give me Genesis chapter number one. And verse number 26 to 28 and then Genesis 2 verse number 7 and then the same to the last part and then I'll pick a few reasons wrong reasons for marriage quickly now it says that God spoke oh, brother you see until I say otherwise King James thou shalt not change <laughs> and God said let us make man in our image so from here you begin to realize or remind yourself that marriage is not the creation of men Men didn't create marriage. Good. So, let us make money in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion 
over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Hold on there. Let them have dominion. So, the purpose of marriage is dominating. Marriage has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the purpose of God. Shift quickly to Matthew chapter 6 verse number 9, 10. Then we'll come back here again. I hope somebody is following me. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Verse number 10. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, it is the purpose of God that the earth realm will be dominated by kingdom culture. And one of the ways by which that kingdom culture is implanting the earth realm is through that unit called marriage. Go back to Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. So, let us make man an image after likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. He didn't say let them give birth. Tell it that they will have sex. 27, 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created ye him. Male and female created ye them. Male and female are the expression of him. Therefore, male and female are him. But by expression, they are them. He didn't say and he created he, him, man and woman. Male and female. Okay, let's go to verse number 28 now. And God blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful. It means God now activated why they were created in them. Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion. Now, dominion is the end product of fruitfulness, multiplication, replenishment and subduing. So subduing, dominion are the end products of fruitful, multiply, replenish. So how do you dominate? You increase to dominate. Chapter 2 now, verse 7. Where you all looking at me now? I feel like sitting now. Are we safe? Well, this is why I thought that when I marry, you know, it's actually for sensual purposes. How many times do you have sex? Some of you have some weird ideas, B. Like some interesting ideas. Like, if you marry people just wake up in the morning, they'll have sex in the morning, afternoon, evening. Are you mad? Sorry, not you. I'm, not, I'm talking about the person who's married. <laughs> and you see the woman, you cannot wait to marry her. Why? So I can sleep with her. That's what you marry. You, you, you'll be tired. I give you not more than two weeks. You see the way you're going on somebody, you can't stop kissing. When you marry, you forget. You forget. 
He said, hey, no, marry and see. No, you marry and see. you finish, go back. So the way I look at you, your lips is so tantalizing, I just can't stop but to kiss it. Don't worry. When you marry, you say, better, honey, you have not kissed me for the past one month. Oh, really? But this is the same you that when you came for, let's talk. And pastor said, thou shalt not kiss it. It's in the Bible. Let's take it slow. We've not gotten there yet. Let's take this time. <laughs> and the Lord God formed man. When he came to man, God formed. When he came to male, God created. The man formed has characteristics on him that shows he's a man. So the man formed. Tell him as a neighbor. The spiritual holy God created human being. Mentioning body parts as created by God is not a sin. So my dear, if you shout, if pastor says that you shout, you're in trouble. Now we have salvaged the atmosphere. Now we can continue. I hope the children are not, the children are not here. Any child they pray, shut their ears, they shouldn't hear anything. There are some theologians, you're a theologian, man of God. There are a lot of theologians here. Now, there are theologians that say that, some say that chapter 1 of Genesis is a record of bringing into being. But chapter 2 is manifestation. So chapter 1, they talk about the fact that the unseen was made seen in the unseen. Then chapter 2, the unseen is now made seen. So that one you saw in chapter 1 verse 26, 27, 27 made there. No? They didn't have broadchest. They didn't have pistol. Pistol. with arrows full of them. You understand? Quaver? It's in the Bible. Before you read science, the Bible was there. It is called quaver with arrows full of them. Blesses the man that has his quaver full of them. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Time open, let's go to Psalms and look at it there. But it is called quaver. Yes, shalaba. These are terms you can use when you marry. Waver. Full of them. Genesis 1.27 They didn't have broad chest. They have rough skin. Because it's an inward matter. 
it is that male and female that Jesus Christ said when he was giving that question when the Pharisees came and said that okay in the Jewish tradition so he said there was, there was this woman that was married by this man and then the Jewish tradition is said that if the man dies his brother must marry her to keep the guy's lineage on and so the first guy died and six of the brothers all married her and they all died and they now asked him so in the resurrection who shall be the husband of this woman and Jesus Christ says in the resurrection they neither marry or are they given into marriage for they are like angels why stress yourself I can do without you when you die who marry And that is why I was saying yesterday on the online that it's said in America now that there's a lot of rape cases in the prisons. Because the woman says no longer a woman, he's a man. And so when she committed offense, they sent her, they sent him, they sent she him to the <laughs> to the male something. And when the male says, ah. <laughs> Free food, free food, free food. <laughs> now they are crying that move us from there. No, but you are a man. Stay there. Because the thing is not about changing your outward look. For you are first a spirit, a male before a man, and a female before a woman. Because how was the woman made? Take us to the chapter 2. The last but two verse. Hurry up. Yeah, 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 yeah. 22. I hear no money, say more by 2021. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. Verse 22. Hurry up, sir. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man made he a woman and brought a woman. The Hebrew word for woman there is the word ishash, a man with a womb. The womb is the reason for the breast. The womb is the reason for the smooth skin. So that the man who has the quaver full of arrows will be enticed and can shout, Chai! bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh and then there can be activation of materials so there can be deposits thou understandest what I speak at that is why we men we don't need a touch to be activated we just need a look when we look at you we are ready these people are being so spiritual here more than I do Don't you realize that? No, come on, people of God. I, I, I have talked, spoken to a lot of ladies and married women who have had sex with their husband they didn't enjoy. Yes, because a woman makes love, not have sex.
can a man beat the wife and then at night say, Lie down! Lift up the heads, all ye gaze, that the king of glory may come in. Lift that. And doesn't care how the woman feels. But when he's done, he's okay. And he's gone. But the woman begins the act before the day. That's what makes me understand what worship is about. Because it's not a performance. It's a consummation of relationships. That's why you realize that sometimes you wonder why a beautiful girl, you take the boyfriend and is, is that is that your boyfriend? Say yes. How? But the, the guy's a rascal. For some reason, sometimes those days in school, you see that the fine girls, they are guys need refining. And you wonder how. And you realize that sometimes it's just the feeling of attention, care, security that she has. So to her, it's not about an act. It's about the heart. It's about the touch. It's about the talk. I need someone to talk to. Then why will a rich man's wife be having an affair with a security man? But the husband thinks that what the woman needs is a nice car. Enough money in the accounts. And he is gone for business. And the woman needs somebody to talk to. Is talk where I want talk. Nobody say I want money. Not talk I want. And this security guy can talk. His pocket is empty. He has no status. But he's available. Why do you think Eve had a good discussion with the serpent? A talking matter. Uh, could that be the reason why most guys call it this? Fine Hey, the next time you hear, no, it's a devil calling you. Fear. <laughs> Yes, I, I, I just just don't know me. That one, you don't call that girl. That it be serpent. So the guy comes to the garden. said that you shall not touch any tree in this garden she goes like, <laughs> she goes like no 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 the woman wants to talk so he knew that if he can just begin a discussion she will release the information the discussion was not the information the discussion was initiated to have an information so that he will not take responsibility for the decisions of Eve. So he didn't say. He didn't break out which tree not to be eaten. It was a woman that brought it. Our own kind Barbaronana. The devil never said that. Don't touch. Did God, don't like. No. He said, Has God said, Don't eat any tree in the. Ah, I know. chapter 3. Take us to.
I just felt this prayer in my spirit for somebody. Lift your hands, all the ladies in this place who are not married. Lift your hands. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that your sensitivity will be alert. You will see the devil in the serpent. You will not give in to deceit in the name of Jesus. Amen. Sit down. Where's the scripture? And Pine was to get the scripture, but that's what I sensed. Be careful. Be careful. Now it says, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, had God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Did you see it? Let's see what the woman said. And the, the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden. Then there was a, uh -huh, uh -huh, continue, let me see, continue. Yes, continue. Uh -huh, see, see. But of the trees, uh -huh, of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest it die. He said, thank you for the information. Now I can bring the deformation. And the serpent, said unto the woman, he shall not surely For God doeth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Don't you realize men like good things? They didn't come to suffer. Uh, no, haven't you seen it? Listen, men, know this from today. Put in your spirit, man. If your wife asks too much, but don't be angry. It's part of their life. They came to enjoy. That is why you must get your garden before you ask for your if. Now the men are not happy at all with what I've just said. They are not smiling again. They're they, they, they frown. Look at me. You must hear it. Stop that boyish things you are doing. By the time I'm done with you tonight, you'll be fine. You go and stop that 10 years relationship that you don't even know you're going to marry. And you have kept a woman like a good there. Are you a captor? Are you Pharaoh? You are not ready. Don't start it. Leave it. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree be desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof and did eat and gave. How was that possible? That the man was with the woman, and the whole conversation went on and brought did not hear. It tells you the power of a woman. Women, don't ever say it again. What a man can do, you can do. Just leave it where you are. Just leave it. What you are is already dangerous. Allow us to be our man. But the purpose of marriage is not about you. It's about dominion. Okay. Wrong reasons for marriage. One, negative self-image. There are, there are people that get married because they feel that in marriage they will have self-worth. 
but they so look down on themselves by reason of the things they've gone through in life that especially women especially they feel that if only I marry there's this worth that I'll feel worthy I'll have esteem in society a man feels that if I marry then there'll be that respect that I've been designed to be accorded me be given to me that reason is a wrong reason to marry are you with me? If you don't let your relationship with God help you discover who you are, marriage will cover forever who you are. Did you hear me? If you don't let God help you discover who you are in singleness, then in marriage, you may never discover yourself. Your discovery of your worth is not in marriage. It's worse when you marry a fool. There are some that marry and say, oh, if I marry, I mean, my friends will respect me. There are some of your friends that have called for meetings, old school friends, you know, you don't have to go, oh, I'm busy, I'm busy. No, you're not busy. They are all married, you're not married. So you don't go for that meeting. But they will all come with their husband's cars or their own cars. You've never even bought a car yet. Not, neither have you married. And you feel that you are less of a human being. And you are thinking that if I can marry. And so that even now goes to determine what kind of man you want to marry. So the brother is in church. This is the man God has ordained for you. But he has no car. So you are not saying yes to him. You have told him for the past one year you are praying about it. Which prayer are you praying that one whole year you have not finished? <laughs> you are still praying about it. Just last week he asked you again. Sister, I told you something. Uh, What's happening? So the Lord has still not spoken. Even if God has gone to has traveled, He has not returned after a year. Or a day is as a thousand years. Your worth is not in that. I met a lady and I was having a chat with her, and I realized that she looks down on herself. And when you even tell her you are pretty, she laughs, not laughter of happiness. But she feels you are mocking her. All because she's been to relationships that they just took advantage of him, of her, told her things that should not be said. And so it's become a stronghold in her. And so when she looks at herself, she doesn't fit. And such a person might think that if I can marry, if I can marry, I've seen a marriage ceremony before where the lady was getting married to spite everybody. And right, right now, also a few, you know, time ago, they are having problems. Don't do that. Don't marry like that. Because you end your life too early. You must love singleness. You must embrace, it's not a disease. It's a blessing. To be single is a blessing. I know we might teach you, but don't mind us. Take your time. Pray. Look well. Don't just say yes to anybody. Relax. Hello? Your worth is not in a man or a woman. Your worth, your price tag is Christ Jesus. And therefore, if there's any devotion you must have and depth you must have, it must be to the knowledge of Christ because therein you find who you truly are. 
And when you are settled in yourself, and then you now marry, you will not be a burden on the man or the woman. You will compliment. Because, listen carefully, marriage is not between two incomplete people whom the institution designed to complete them. Never. Marriage is between two complete people who are coming together to complement each other. And your completeness is not in a human being. Your completeness is in Christ Jesus. I am speaking to Christians. Not um, they can't understand this one. So as you are single, don't joke with your walk with Christ. Because therein lies your worth. Don't you realize that how you see yourself is how you perceive everything? Don't you realize that? That is the place where you, that's how you see everything. Oh, there are people that might be passing by, people are having a conversation, they are laughing. They say they're laughing at her. See that? Have you seen that before? They are having their own discussion, oh, and then some, they are laughing. And then the person comes to their pastor. Pastor, I am tired of this church. I have tried to hold myself for a while, but no more. They ask, Sister, why? They laugh at me. Even when I'm passing, they are laughing at me. Who are those laughing at you? I'll mention names. Don't worry, Pastor. I'll mention names. Just allow, I want to leave this church. You know, the beauty is that that thing making you leave that church, the next church you go to is a multiplied congregation who will not only laugh, it is well with you. So marriage is not for you to have self-worth. That is in Christ. Number two, there are some that have a reason that marrying will make them feel loved. That most times people who have been in relationships that they've been hurt over and over again, they've been discouraged, they felt depression and all of that, feel that when they marry, they'll feel loved. So they want to feel loved. So therefore they want to marry. Now if you marry like that, uh, let's say about two, three months after your marriage, you come for postmarital counseling. You will tell us how that your husband doesn't love you. How that you, you so nag and complain that a marriage has no problem. You become the problem of that marriage. Why? Because you married with the sense or the reason of wanting to feel loved. It is my prayer for anyone who is like that, that may you have a revelation of God's love for you. If you cannot be consumed by the fact that God loves you so much, there's no man that can make, the, the man will be tired. How, how long can we, okay, what, how do you want to feel that love? How do you feel that love? How do you feel loved? Somebody help me. How do you feel loved? It's a feeling, eh? So it's not tangible. Right? It's not stable. It has no structure. So you, you might think that, okay, having time for me might be how it makes me feel loved. But when it's done, you, know, you don't feel that. You, you think it's gifts. You don't buy me gifts. You don't buy me gifts. You don't buy the master's buy gifts. Eh, eh. You don't buy the kind of gift I like. The kind of gift I like. He buys you that. Eh, eh. It's not enough. It's not plain. It's always small. You buy for yourself. You are stingy towards me. He increases. Eh, eh. Why are you buying too much? You're wasting money now. 
I had a very funny discussion with my wife and she said, I've never bought flour for you. I said, but do you see you are smoother like flour? I didn't have that impression. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have that impression. I know you are from a Jebota family, but I didn't know that it's part of flowers. It's part of because when I came to us, I didn't flower. I didn't see flower there. So I, I, I didn't know that flowers too part of the... So I've never bought flower for her. We didn't have a garden in the house either. The nearest was Atria Mountain and that was prayer. So, so I didn't know. She has said it a couple of times. I think I have to take it serious now. You better go get some flowers. Put in the pot. She'll be watering it every day. And she'll be smelling. Mm. No, that thing I really think I like how are they like mm, smells good. Rose flower. Mm. I didn't know that we Africans we do flowers. You do you do flowers? You do flowers? How many of you ladies say I like, like flowers? You like flowers, ladies here. Okay, so between Momo and Flower, which one do you like? <laughs> I see. Charlie, chop knuckles, man. That was cool. Thank you for saving brother, man. Thank you. Help the brother committee. <laughs> committee. <laughs> so, flowers and more. You like Momo? Eh? What? Eh? Money what? <laughs> Brethren, where are the brothers? Is <laughs> it? Money, Burke, Muhake. Which money? Share. If you are like Bill, I'll say Burke, Burke, Dede. I mean, it's nice, honey. I'll get you one, okay? <laughs> one, one city, two, two city. <laughs> no, but it's nice. I mean, if you have, if you can do it, I mean, it's nice. God of the to go to her, her, her pocket and you are close. <laughs> I close in the pocket. You want to feel loved. Wow. You don't hug me enough. When you hug, you don't even squeeze me. Are you orange? Are, are you being blessed? Amen. One time I heard um, this man, Dr. Emmanuel, dare to me, made a statement. He said that life is lived forward but understood backwards. It's so true. So true. All right, next, next point. Let me just give you this one quickly. Fear of being left out. All my friends are getting married. I'm the only one who's not getting married. Everybody's, everybody's getting married. They're having a nice marriage now. Look at Akos. He has three children. Look at uh, uh, when, uh, Joan. He has five children. These are the, uh, only me. And we are all age mates. And I'm aging. I'm going. I'm left out. I want to get married. So anything that comes in Troza, you accept. But you feel left out. Now, do you realize that when you don't find yourself worth in Christ, that's a good thing. Which one do you prefer? Willful forever bondage. That because you feel left out, you accept to marry someone, and for the rest of your life is total pain and stress. You want that one? You want that is what you want. 
most annoying part for me is that the other day we went for a program when the prophecy came it was even she was the one this lady doesn't even doesn't pray like me she always sin i even know her secrets and then god heard and gave her husband tomorrow Christ she's marrying me oh god why me oh god why me why have you left me out don't marry because you feel left out don't do it I don't know how best to explain this to you but it's so interesting that there are a few young men in this church that there were things I was telling them before they got married they didn't have a revelation to what I was saying when they married their eyes have opened like they've eaten the food that the serpent gave them their eyes have opened wide yeah, they can see clearly now I can see clearly now must you wait somebody has gone through that path and has seen what is there and he says you know what this path you ready before you pass this path I know I'm ready sir me I'm ready I started getting in my mother's womb no problem no problem I won't stress it God had been told me that I mind is here hey God spoke who am I Mary that's, that's, that's uh, a lady I knew she wanted to marry so badly she felt she was growing, of course. That's what she felt. She's very beautiful, entrepreneurial, very amazing woman. She brought this man to me. I look at the man. I called her, I said, That one is psst. Don't go further. So she, she listened. She brought another person. Look at the guy. So I didn't even meet her. I, I saw the picture. I said, hmm. Guy is fine. He's nice. But my spirit tells me this is trouble. I say, you know what? This one too. Leave it. So I think the third or the fourth one, she didn't tell me. She didn't tell me. Because it seems Isaiah is being too critical. I didn't. Thank God I was married. I should have said maybe I was even trying to. You get the whole idea. Like some of you might be thinking. And you, you've dealt with so many on true men that when real men who really mean you well come to you you still see them in that light and you miss out so I was there she said like, bro I'm coming to get married I said hey married to who so the Lord has done it I said, mm, the Lord has done it I don't hear anymore when he brought the young man mentioned what he does I look at the guy he wasn't confident in my presence wasn't confident, so I was like, ah, this man, this man. So at the wedding, I could see as if it was the woman that married the man. He couldn't dance well. You know that kind of thing now? That maybe maybe it even looks as if that the woman bought everything, you know? And they been dancing because the guy's waist was very light. Just there's no you know, there's this thing about men. We have this ego. Oh, when we spend for something, that's how we look. No, you can tell. No matter how slim we are, you will know that we spent for this thing. Yeah, when, when, we, when we are walking, the, the, without even broad chest, we make it broad. We, we know. Like, it, I, I spent money on this. What are you talking about? No, I paid the right price. I bought all the things. I gave them. I did that. I did that. I did, I did this. You feel it. He's not talking about you can see it in the way he's coming. But the brother, the brother was very reserved. And I'm not sure he's going, he's quiet. You know? But after the introvert, 
after some months, then I was told that the lady had driven the man out of the house. And apparently all that the man told her was a lie. All that he told her was a lie. And they have a child. And that's the thing about you women. You don't have a second chance. You don't have a second chance. That man that did that to you can go somewhere else. You know, I'm not following him. He doesn't show in his body. He still looks straight. Still has a quiver. He has arrows in them. Waiting for the next target. But for you, that record cannot be altered. When I heard it, I was very sad. She was not bold to tell me. One day I met her, I said, what has happened? I said, oh, bro, bro. I said, why? Because what I saw prophetically was that she, the next person that was going to come here was the man. That was her joy coming. But she was in a haste because I'm being left out. I realized about the devil. Anytime you are closest to your best, he brings a counterfeit. And that is why in your singleness, what you must take serious is your work with God. Now, my wife knew I was her husband before I knew. She started praying about her marriage when she was in primary or JHS. She started praying for her husband. She tells me of the prayer. She said, sometimes I'll tell her, I said, Lord, wherever that my husband in the future is, wherever he is, keep him, preserve him. Keep him. Let him not make a wrong choice in his life. From GHS. You think prayers are wasted? They're not wasted. You see that God will so organize the man. That's why Make investments. You don't know. You don't know. She said to me, said, I always knew I'd marry a pastor and I knew I was going to be a pastor's wife and I'd be a pastor as well. There are things you don't hear people say. You understand why the way, the way they are. Hello? It's not too late. I know you did. You are, you are above GSS now, but you can still pray. Amen. <laughs> you can still pray. Pray, oh, pray, pray. Don't joke with prayer. The pastor will God, if he hear me, yes. You are making investments. You are throwing the nets. It will catch many of them and God will sift them through your prayer and organize your life such that you find your way intercepting the work of that man. And he will see you and say, mm, this is the bone of my bone. Flesh of my flesh. Man, your rape is not missing. Stop using that scripture. It was Adam that was about, not you. Your lost rape. Which rape did you get missing? There's no lost rape. People have asked me this question. So, is it that everybody has a certain designated person for, for them as wife and husband? The fact that there are stories of God showing people who that they can marry does not mean they were the ones that were ordained, preordained for them. Bam, 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 bam. So you are looking for your missing rape. Are you Adam? 
Let the new creation, which rape again do you want? Bible says you are completing him. There's no rape missing. Every daughter of Zion that walks with the spirit of God is marriable. Don't tell me about temperaments. That thing you call temperament is not you. I have heard men of God do a you know, very serious exposition on temperaments and how that affects marriage. I get you. There's a higher revelation. I'm telling the truth. You know the way I was. You would have uploaded her marrying me. I didn't have an open mind. I was closed-minded. Very closed-minded. Very firm. Rigid. No emotions. You have no idea. But I have seen God reform me as I walk with him. Making me better. Making me better. She was not always like this. She was not. She was tough, loud, hard. Okay, it's strange to you, right? Good. Good. Talks. Outgoing. To see her some few years ago, was she high healer? Everest. If the thing is not on the body, it's not what to wear. But I saw God. Her sisters are here. Saw God take a woman, prepare her for the kind of man who's going to bring her away. Work on her. <laughs> And you are there. My time, my time, my colleague. This is how I am. I cannot change. That's how I was born. Stop that talk. It will help you. Align yourself to the Lord. Let Him prepare you well. Likewise, men. Am I talking to somebody at all? Let me say this. That sometimes you call people who are going to get married and they come before you for counseling and said, and what did you see about this sister that made you want to stay with her? Oh, pastor, you know, I like the way she prays. I like the way she serves God. Then I'm waiting. I'm still waiting. Because what she's saying is, is nonsense. You know, the way, you know, I mean, the way, he, the way, the way, the way she I don't even know how to say it, sir. I don't even know how to say it, but the way, the way she, sir, she's just, she's just an angel. Then you now ask, so nothing about her body attracted you? No, no, sir, I was not looking at her. I, don't, I was looking at the content. Let me tell you something. The first day I saw my wife, I ran away. No, I'm serious. My sister is my witness. When I saw him, you must shame me. Why? When I saw her, and the way I was afraid. Those times when she came to a house visitors and she comes to my place, when she comes to my abode, most times I want to leave the room. 
No, I was, she was too beautiful for me. I'm not lying to you. I, that one caught me. If I ask whose daughter is that, you get the point. I didn't see her serving God. I didn't see her praying. I saw a product that attracted my attention. And then I now began to seek whose daughter is that? Who is she? Brandon. They are telling me that the way she prays. You saw her praying. The way she prays, the way she loves God. So when you saw her, the love God caught your attention. Oh, really? That she's very industrious. You saw her selling things. Hello? Eh? Are you hearing that? Tell me something before something. You saw a container before a content. Tell me about the container first. You come and tell me content. There, there, there. Pastor, for me, my, my grandmother, that is why. My grandmother advised me that I should not look at the body. mind the engine. Who buys a car that the engine is good and the body is not nice? When Adam woke up from his sleep, he didn't see content. He saw container. Say, bone of my bone. Flesh of my... Which bone did you see? Which flesh did you see? Tell us that one first. It's sounding all purposeful. You two, you know what you were looking for. Something dangled before you and your mind shifted. You're telling me something else. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? I think my time is, um, is up, right? My time up is up. So I, I, I may have to stop. Some of you want to marry because of fear of independence. Some of you want to marry because you don't want to hurt the person you have worked with for a long time. And that is why you must not make serious commitments when you are, are dating. So that when you have gathered enough data and the data gives you an evaluation of the wrong person, you can't be compatible, you can easily walk away. But right from the time of dating, you are too committed. You are too committed. You are, you are too committed. I love you. You are too committed. I miss you. You are too committed. I can't wait to see you. Your nose makes me feel giddy giddy. You are, you are too committed. You are too committed. You are too committed. So by the time you discover some things, you say, why do you have to pastor? After you see, have you met, I don't know, but we have had such encounters. She will say everything bad the guy is doing. Say, they leave. I say, but I've been with him for too long. I can't hurt him. Hey. You can't hurt him. She has paid. The guy has paid your fees. Be paying. You couldn't tell him to stop. He has paid. He has done investment to you. And I realize that this person is wrong for you. I can't hurt. I can't. I can't hurt him. I can't hurt her. I almost did that stupid thing some years ago. Yes. I almost did that. Everything showed the woman I was working with was not my wife. Everything shows. Everything showed that if I marry her, I'm going to worry her. But I was still going to go on. All because I think that I have made a commitment to her and I can't disappoint her. It was so serious that God, an auntie of mine, way somewhere in Nigeria, has never met my relationship, has never met the lady before, called me. Said, Kofi, how are you? I said, I'm fine, ma. Said, how is everything? I said, God is fine. Said, how is your relationship? I said, ma, God is good, ma. She said, have you prayed about it? I said, yes, ma. You know that kind of thing, you don't want to reveal anything. Like, 
Yes, ma. It's okay. Kofi, let me tell you something. There are three key things you should have done in your life and do well. One was to give your life to Christ that you did very early. Two was to answer the call to full-time ministry that you have done perfectly. The third is your marriage. And I sense that the person you are with is not for you. After all she said, I still continue. I felt that I don't want to hurt her. The lady had dreams. She said, I saw us at the wedding and my garment was not complete. I said, devil is a liar to be complete in the name of Jesus. She said, what I had a dream. I was the only one that you were not there. Say whatever devil, let's go, let's pray, let's pray. Whatever the devil has done, we can't name of Jesus. God is saying, foolish boy, foolish boy, foolish boy, stop it. Foolish boy, I want to set you free. Foolish boy. I didn't want to hurt her. And yet, she wasn't happy. And I wasn't happy. When you see us at programs, take us pictures go for program and the car will fight tell you my story oh one day eh? that's why I told you something two good people don't make a good relationship they can be good but they are not right But one day I was driving with her and we had an argument. I was so angry, I stepped on the accelerator. I went 140 in a Benz. Then I stepped on the brake. Think you should be afraid. She didn't move. Isaiah in the me. We could have arguments and I'll be so angry. There was one day I picked a civil chair as big as this. I'm right-handed. But I had anger issues. When I get angry, I become something. I lifted the swivel chair with my left hand and flinged it while sitting. Because I was angry. She was scared. I can't beat a woman. So I, I shouted, Ah! I picked it and flinged it to the top like that. I was like, who picked that in? It is me. And I walked out of the room. With all this, I still said, I will stay true. That is not faith. It's foolishness to the highest level. It took God that helped me see. One day my sister told me, said, I like her, but if you marry this lady, I will not step in your house. Everybody could see that I was wrong, but I couldn't see. There are many marriages out there that are like that, and they are suffering the date. Everybody says, but who are you to talk? But sometimes I've had a situation where I met in a relationship and I said, you're not meant to get out. The way the girl insulted me. I said, no, uh, uh, hello. So what the Lord opened my eyes to see is that you're not meant to be together. <sighs> hey, the sister fired me to the point I didn't know when, how to leave them and go. You know that kind of thing, eh? I feel like I was useless. I had no anointing. God didn't speak to me. I felt, hey. when I managed to leave them, I had to go and find someone to pray. I said, Lord, have you called me? Did you anoint me? 
Lord, I'm just a church member. Hey! So from that day, when they see me, they don't greet. When the lady sees me, kind of, she sees me here, she just look at me, shame me, and just pass. <laughs> they didn't marry. They broke up so powerfully. <laughs> but I didn't have the opportunity to see them and tell them, Charlie, <laughs> So from that day, what I'm telling you is somewhere 2003. From that day till date, if you bring a couple to me, if you come with your beloved, and you tell me, this is your beloved, and you say, I am at peace, me, tell you, whatever I see, I won't say anything. I'm telling you, I'm serious. Because I've seen people in love that you try to tell them the truth, they fight you. Oh, if you tell me, oh, except you tell the pastor, both of us have agreed, whatever he say, we'll do. Ah, that one, I'll say a few things. But what I went through, that thing, that I couldn't even get up, I didn't know how to get up, how to get down or move, I didn't know, I was just there, I, I said, okay, I said, okay, uh, okay, so I'm sorry for everything I didn't. Uh, okay, so oh, oh, I said okay, and I left. And years later, I saw the lady marry a different person. The man married a different person. So wow, so I'm called. There's one guy too like that. It is well. When I see it now, when I see you hold your hand, I'm in love. Wow. So when my eyes open, I see. Lord, it's not me to say. Tell them yourself. Then I go. Especially when they tell me that I was in a night vision. And, uh, and uh, you know, Pastor, we, we came for the, the youth all night on Friday. And uh, after Pastor Dave taught on spiritual warfare, I travailed in prayer for my marriage. And the Lord opened my eyes. And I saw her head. Then I saw her feet. And I said, Lord, oh, who is this? And then a name appeared. So, so sir, God showed me. Oh, God showed you. Who am I? I said, oh, so, you know, just... Hold yourself and things and then all of that and then all of that. So let me wrap up quickly. Give me just five minutes. Let me wrap it up for you, okay? I'm sorry for taking your time. There's so much to say. I just hope I'm talking to somebody. Some want to marry because of sexual reasons. Do you want to have sex? Do you want to marry? Well done, oh. <laughs> uh, amen well done may God deliver you from that vision so you will not wake you will be there morning afternoon evening why is it dosage It's a prescription. It's a distraction. My wife told me something recently and I, I, I was... <laughs> uh, you 
you. Let me leave it. Let me not say it. I was it. Was it. It's about me, actually. It's about me, man. <laughs> Pastor, can you imagine that <laughs> when she got pregnant, people just asked her, how did she get pregnant? <laughs> oh, no. I, I faced the... Somebody told her that somebody said she thought the person thought I was a spirit. <laughs> Even Holy Ghost impregnated. Holy Ghost gave seed to Mary. <laughs> sex is not the reason for marriage, and marriage is not sex. It's one percent out of ninety-nine things about marriage. Just one percent. The key thing in marriage is friendship. Because as you age, a time will come. The Bible said when Sarah was told that she will have a child, she said, ah, how can that be? When we are past childbearing, when shall we have pleasure? Because it will take pleasure for there to be a release of a seed. We don't even have it. The body is dead. So there comes a time in life where the strength is not the same again. So if sex was the reason for marriage, then God is feeling us. I saw a couple in a video. The man was 92 years and the wife was 90 years. And the wife was combing the hair of the man. And their great-grandchild asked the man do you still love grandma the man started crying I love her so much even more now than ever before and when you see the video you can tell and the man just held the wife's hand and leaned 92 if it's his body what did they see wrinkles and then he was crying and apparently the combing of his hair that is one of their love language. And you can tell that if this woman died today, the man would die tomorrow. My mentors for marriage was Dr. Masmore and the wife. In 19, no, in 2002, when I first saw Dr. Masmore at Shiloh, and how he came into the same with the wife, and when he was called to preach, he brought the wife to the altar, greeted a large congregation, and then gave his mic to the wife, say, honey, say something to them. And when the woman was talking, how he stood there looking at the wife. And then he put the mic down, take the wife back to her seat, kneel down for her to sit. And you could tell he wasn't faking it. And then give the wife a kiss. And then he now comes at the altar. Now I can preach. Every year for three years, I kept watching my spirit. I said, Lord, this marriage, I want some. So they died together. I said, I want that kind of marriage. That I won't be doing well in ministry. And my home is suffering. I want to have a good friend in my wife. So it's more friendship. It's not sex. But what about if your wife is pregnant? What about if she has CS? Okay, when she's in her menses, 
What will you do? That's why till date, there are many married men who are still in masturbation and pornography till date. Marriage won't solve your masturbation issues. Marriage will not solve your sexual problems. A lizard in Accra cannot be an alligator in New York. If you don't solve your sexual issues before you marry, you will continue. And if you are not sensitive enough and you marry a woman who can't hear that rubbish, then you are in trouble. So I want to admonish any young man here. Don't ever think that when you marry, you stop masturbating. You will increase it. And it will destroy your marriage and your life forever. You will be buried with your wife. You will be seeing somebody else in the picture you saw. You will never be satisfied. Why will you never be satisfied? Actually, in the rest of the spirits, another form of cheating. It's actually adultery. So sex can't be the reason for marriage. Lord, help me. Finally. Finally. <laughs> finally. How do I choose the right partner? Be right. You want a sensible man, but you don't have sense. I don't have time, so I can't mention titles to you. That's what I'm saying. I'd be right. Just be right. You wonder why it's only, only uh, secular people that always ask you out as a woman in church. Because there's something about you that has not been altered by the Holy Ghost. So there's something about you that looks like them that is calling them. They are attracted to you. There's something about don't Don't go and fight the demons in your village. That demon is inside of you. Since you've been praying about marriage, only married men, either they are divorced, or they have some two children somewhere out of wedlock, and it's you that they are seeing. You have a certain makeup that makes you think that the young men who are two years older than you don't have sense. They are boys. That sense you have is why 20 years age gap are the ones coming to you. Are you with me? You are a young man. You are just 28. But you are too wise. So it's married women. There's, there's something about you. Listen to me carefully. I, I, I speak not to you from what I have read. I speak to you from what I discern. What you are is what you are calling. Please get me. I'm not saying that you marry your exact type. No, no, not you. Not, not. Do you get a point? Now, when it comes to money, I spend because I have feet to attract money. She is the one that can save money. So that's, that's, that is something about me that her presence in my life is solving. Do you get me? You understand me? But we are of like spirit. Hello? 
in choosing someone, first of all, I'm saying be right. Number two, don't use your heart, use your head. If it's your heart, you, what, you say something called, I fell in love. Don't fall. You break your head. Walk into it and walk out. For love is not a feeling. It's a choice. It's a decision. Use your head. Now, in using your head, it will help you evaluate some few factors. Permit me, I am not against any church or denomination. Listen to me carefully. Differences in doctrine is a gateway to destroy your marriage. That's why Abraham will tell the servant that make sure you get a wife for my son from this community because we have similarity in thoughts and how we do our things. Permit me. The brother you are going up is a Catholic. They don't teach first fruit. Fruit only my they see fish. fruit. And here you are, you are in a church like maybe ICGC. And you are taught first fruit. So you at the beginning of the year, you pick your entire salary and give to God. And now here you are committed about to get married. And so on Sunday, I'm thinking my friend, what's, what, what's first food? So it means that we take our entire salary. And here you are working in the place where you are paid 8,000 Ghana CD. And you are picking all of that. She will, tell, she will tell you, you are not wise. Even the Bible already says you save. What is that nonsense you are doing? And then you overlook it because your heart has declared your head. And you think that, oh, you know, he's in Catholic. I am in ICGC. And we've already talked about it. And he understands me, I understand him. He will go to his church. I'll go to my church. We, we, have, we are matured people. No worries. If you come to me, I will advise you. If you still tell me you have agreed, I won't talk. But don't call me on. When you start fighting. Because two of you are eating two different foods. And your perceptions are made, your values are made by what you hear. You have been told. Are you praying tongues? <laughs> he too, he wakes up in the morning. Just five minutes, he's done. Then you are there. After half an hour, one o'clock, you continue. At Tamalepo. <laughs> he may not say anything one year, two years, it will shock you your third year, that will be an issue don't be unwise I beg you don't overlook these things is that with me? the, the issues of doctrine the issues of values, these things. So please use your head. I always say this you go out to this guy, you're having a date, the time is seven o'clock. You get there, the first day you got there at seven five. The guy got there 10 minutes to seven because he's timely. And you are timeless. 
you get there at 7.5 and then you say, oh, I'm sorry for coming. They say, oh, no problem, no problem. But his voice tone is not the same. Normally when you meet, he will, he will give you a partial hug. Today, you're like, oh, you're welcome, obviously. No problem, I'm okay. The next time you have another outing, you got that 710. He's very, 10 minutes to 7, he was there. Then when you got there, he's like, oh, what happened? Why are you late? His face has changed a bit. But it's because your heart, you fell in love, so your head is not working. You're not seeing it. But see, no, no, no person changes in marriage. They showed you who they were when you were going out. You didn't see it. Because you were, your heart, you were in love. Then the third time it happened, he was so angry, he didn't want to talk to you. For, if I want you to put sat down for close to 40 minutes, he didn't say a word. Then one time you're going for a friend, a mutual friend's wedding, and you have to meet somewhere, and he waited for you for. You were late for 30 minutes. In fact, when you got to the car, he opened the door. He didn't say, when he didn't mind you. <laughs> he still have faith. My dear sister, two things are involved. The next time, he will do something, but in marriage, he will beat you. That is a boxer you are about to marry. Open your eyes, my dear sister. Ping, ping, boxer. And there's this thing about some of our sisters. They when they are beating you, say, no, pastor, just give him time. He will change. It was my fault. I'm the one who have, who have annoyed him. So, pastor, let's take it easy. Anyone here who is my daughter, I want to announce to you. If you go out the guy who has tried to beat you, I am promising I will curse that guy. To the glory of God. No, I'm serious. I'm not joking. Open your eyes. Be surprised what attracts some people to like people you don't know. And the fish come and tell that it's their spiritual life. That what spiritual life? So please, if you are here, you are yet to choose. Thou, son of man, use thy head. You don't have to have the person in your house. And there's this thing going on that I don't like. I don't know. No, I don't like. God hates it. Some of you like, hey, you're not down chain. Yeah, I've been spending nights in your house. And you see nothing wrong with it. It's normal for you. Sir. Rather me bomb pie As you pray, as you pray, as you pray, who are those that support this prayer? Rise to your feet if you are supporting this prayer. Put your hand at your ear here, your ear here. We are about to pray. Shout amen three times. Two, three. Clap hands and have your seat briefly.
Please, I beg you, don't do it. Yesterday, I said on, on, on online uh, time, I said, stop cooking for this guy. No, you are cooking on what? As what? A cook? <laughs> eh? To be. Why will you do that? Say, so, oh, don't worry. You just give me the money. I'll go to the market. Can I have your other key? Oh, man of God. No, one of these days, let's talk, eh? We will not put it on the fly that it's a prophetic night. We won't put it there. They will come. They will move from row to row. They will start picking out keys. You will see keys. Plenty keys. You have keys to the house. Jesus wants to give you a key. You don't want to take. It's the man's key you want to take. So give me the other key. I will. I will, I will um, uh, what, what kind of soup do you like? What kind of stews? And then she sounds like she's a very good woman. You know, because he spent too much outside. All this food is too expensive. It's not right. And the guy's like, hmm, what a wife I'm going to get. Man. And yet, she's with the parents. She has never cooked for them. There are sisters who can arrange their boyfriend's things. But if you should escape to their house and see how their things are, you'll be shocked. Now, the last point that let me end with this is my my what? Ideal wedding budget. Make it simple. Now, what is the wisdom in taking loan to marry? You know, you're saying, ah, you know the stories that we have heard. People that took loan, they are still paying. Three years in their marriage, they are still paying. What is that? We got married our ring our ring that we bought the ring we bought i've said it to a few couples the ring we bought in fact the price i gave some people that i spoke to here is not it was even lower than that i just got to know today that's what i said how i said i said i said hey send our forms so we had this mindset that if he that findeth a wife has found a good thing and obtains favor from the lord one two if the Bible says that one shall chase a thousand, two shall put ten thousand to flight. If the Bible says that two are better than one and it's not good for man to be alone, it means that when I get married, if I am poor, I'll become rich when I marry. That's the mindset we had. So we did everything low. There are some sisters here, some of my daughters here. We didn't have any... Uh, they volunteered. Oh yeah, they, volu they, they put themselves together and bought their own thing and came to follow. They came to follow. Yeah. Two weeks to wear the crash suit. I'm toy. I was having a bear. A bear. You groom my groom. What? Me, I've not been groomed. I'm there. I'm not grooming. <laughs> One of my, my, my seniors in the ministry called me and gave me then, that time, gave me 500 cities for sure. <laughs> 500 cities for sure. <laughs> the man gave us his thank you, sir. Me. My shoe 500 cities for wedding. I put it in my pocket. 
And a friend of mine became, I want to buy shoes for you. I said, no problem. Took me to one shop, saw the shoes, thousands, thousands. I wanted to say, bros. <laughs> Forget this thing. Just, let's find somewhere. Ah, we got some shoes there. I think 80 or 90 Ghana cities. What two? But brother of mine took me so I say, bro, I'm buying your suit for you. Brother of mine. No, he bought me good suit. Reverend Denzel bought my suit for my wedding. Took me to the shop. At that time, the suit, that suit that he bought at that time, if he had given them money, glory to God, I won't buy that suit. But that's sweet for me. But she said, bro, what do you want to get? I said, bro, say it, I'll buy. This was two weeks to the wedding. That's how God helped us. I wore that suit and wore and gave to one of my sons. He's still wearing it. Suit was quality suit. Just 800 Ghana City at that time. Very good. Hey, you, what are you? Can't be here. What are you? You have my future and my present. Why should I think of the past? <laughs> I told my wife, I said, in five, in our fifth year, I'll buy you a new ring. And the fifth year, the ring that I bought for us was more than twice, I mean, three times the price. And next year, will be our tenth year. And I'll buy another one. Amen. Who are you impressing? There's a, a store being Medina. They, 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 they have very nice suits. 300, 400. By word. Is it by force if you wear suits? Is it by force? Hello? Amen. Some of you feel too big to even collect a friend's wedding gown that he's not using again. You want to buy a new one. You want to go and spend 8,000, 10,000 to buy a wedding gown because you say it's your day. No problem. You are spending a lifetime money on a day when you have days ahead of you. What is the wisdom in there? What is the wisdom there? One of my sons just told me a wedding he has to attend in, 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 you know, next month. And he says, the, the, the guy says he's do, they're doing the wedding in his house. In their house. Few people. Then on Sunday they'll go and sign. And they'll be blessed in church. No. Or what we are? A home. Why, why are you some of you ladies you are so what are you, the guy you are married the brother is struggling he, he's struggling he said I want a royal which royal wedding perfect how beautiful it would be there's a brother in our church I was so impressed that I went to his house he built his house before he married his wife. And this brother is on a zoom, you know. He built his house. I think it's a three or four bedroom apartment. Built it. Rent in Accra. And now you are spending 50,000 cities on wedding. And you have no land. Are you wise? No, I'm trying to be low, man. I'm trying. I don't want to go high. It's low budget. I know it's low, but I want the low. I want to pick the low like that. 50k, 50,000, 50,000, 50 
Some of you perhaps married a hundred thousand. Fine. When we're going to marry, I think um, my my father, my father, I think my, is my father. Your your dad mentioned about reception, and then went to look for a place and brought me the price. I, I, uh, I said we'll do cocktail. Every cocktail. We met one caterer. You know what? Put together. Let me be gizzard. Huh? And my wedding was well attended. Not everybody was there. Everybody was there. But I gave them gizzard. Gizzard, meat, some small meat pie. Then, then the attendance was triple what we expected. So they came to ask me, what should we do? What should you do? What? If you get gizzard, you, you won't get this thing. You get that. Oh, when we finished the wedding, there and there, we're all standing. All the wonderful men of God you can think of were in my wedding. We all stood. They didn't kill me after the wedding. They stood. My friends were there to sing while I was marrying. Joe was there, Pastor Jeshron, Francis Amo, Emoji. All of them were there. The minister, I gave them gizzard. With this shall thou live. And cook, yes. Small bottle cook. They were all happy. The reception was not more than 45 minutes. By the time we're leaving, we're still eating. Amen. Sang for my wife. We stood there. We cut the cake. Simple cake. Cut it. Went to do a photo shoot. When we finished shooting the photo shoot. I know what they were doing next. I was gone. Honeymoon, I didn't travel anywhere. I didn't have money. There was one guest house at Ajingano inside where nobody would see us. And we went there. Just to, it's, not, it's not our honeymoon. It's our honeymoon. Perfect. It's our honeymoon. Not, not all of us. It's me and her. So we were there. And this food, their food was nice. Simple room, simple bed. We were there. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. One week. We're going to nail for. <laughs> for one week. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. But since we married, we've gone to places. We've gone to nice places. And we shall go to the world. Honey, take you to the world. We'll travel. Every country you've dreamt of, we'll go there. Not to do program, I'm just taking you there. Enjoy for believing in this young man and following him when I had nothing. That is vision. Are you with me? Please don't stress yourself. There's too much to live for. There are too many, there are too many greater days ahead of you. I know it's special. Fine. If any of your uncle tell you that you should do something, tell them, uncle, pay. What you should not let anybody pay for you, men, is the traditional way to pay it yourself. Do it yourself. Buy everything unless yourself. Buy it. Buy it. And know that you did it. To the glory of God. After that one, chairs, shade, chairs. Share you should buy. You can buy only 10, the rest can stand. There's no place. No, no, no. And then, Kuranisa. Yeah, scan your fabra. Yeah. Period. I with me. I will soon get a very nice, powerful car. I'll rent it to you for your wedding. Yeah, yeah. You, you won't pay anything. I'll feel it for you. Use it. Are you with me? Every single person in my church this year, you must just marry. Except you have chosen me like Paul, who will not fight you. Stay there. But what I'm saying is that there's no stress, Anna honey. There's no stress. If it's attendance, you want your wedding, do your wedding on Sunday. Tell your pastor, sir, uh, we'll do the tradition on Saturday. Sunday will be in church. Hello? Feel free. 
buy with me. If you have the money, no problem. I know people that plan two years and they save, buy this small, 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 small. No problem. If you can plan, it will be a pressure. Fine. But my point is this. Don't stress yourself. It's not worthy. It's not worthy. It's not what? Worthy. You can't pay the video guy. Thank God for nice phone cameras now. They are very powerful. Take the picture. Find a photographer who can do fine editing. You will see how the thing will come out nice. Yeah, then the guy is charging you 10,000 CDs for, 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 for what? Is it one Mary? Rise to your feet. Give me a sound. I want us to pray in just five minutes. We are not done. There's the last part of the meeting. We're going to have a, a, a panel time. Please don't go, okay? Enjoy the entire package. Is that okay? But have you been blessed so far? Have you received something that's going to help you? There's so much I wanted to tell you, but time is on our side. Some of you, I'm going to break your relationship right now. Because you have the wrong person. Now, I'm telling the truth. I'm not lying. I'm speaking prophetically. Yeah, you're in the wrong relationship. You're going to have a challenge. And I don't want to go through that. I don't want to go through that. There's some of you that just, your relationship just ended somewhere. There's someone here, your relationship, you're in a relationship with this particular person for a while. You love the person so much. But for some reason, you can't explain. In October last year, he broke up with you. And you have been carrying the burden for a while now. I'm sensing some, some burdens on the hearts of people. I'm sensing some burdens. And there's some too that have soul ties, soul ties. Soul ties. I was telling them yesterday on the Zoom meeting that a couple got married and I think on their honeymoon night while the man was making love to the wife, the wife was calling somebody else's name. If I'm that man, I'll, I'll, I'll knock you, eh? <laughs> Is it one marry you? Maybe I'm one marry you. What do you mean? <laughs> but soul ties. Some people get married years after. They see their ex and they are still afraid. They're not broken off. But tonight, God is going to break that in from you right now. Right now, right now, right now. You want to lift your two hands. Begin to thank God for his plans for you. Begin to thank God for his plans for you. Thank God for his plans for you. His purpose concerning your life. Lift your voice and thank God. Lift your voice. Lift your hands and bless the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, I want to pray this prayer. You are saying that in the name of Jesus, I set myself free from any covenants I've had in the past, in past relationships, 
in whatever way it was I set myself free in the name of Jesus Christ I decree and declare the glorious life the Lord has ordained for me I will not miss it I will walk in it you want to clap your hands and pray that prayer for the next few minutes if you can if you can come on lift your voice and pray single person here who desires marriage I'm going to say Father order my steps aright Lord may I not be disobedient to your nudges help me Lord that glorious destiny of marriage you prepared for me may I not miss it lead me aright into that, that place for there's a way that cement right unto a man but the end of that way is death but in my case lead me in that you said you will guide me you will instruct me in the way that I shall go for in your presence is fullness of joy you want to lift your voice you want to clap hands and pray that prayer clap hands and pray that prayer lead me oh God I at the time I prayed, I prayed. That's when I just made up my mind. I think I would marry. Because as a 2000, the year 2000, 2001, I said I will marry. But I saw marriage as a distraction. So I just wanted to serve God. It took one of my spiritual senior brothers to sit me down and tell me the spiritual benefits of marriage. So when I was convinced, and I told God, Lord, I pray for myself. And I said, Father, 
if I ever come to a time in my life where I make the wrong choice, Lord, feel free to intercept my steps. Even if it means you knock me down before I say, yes, I do, knock me down. Because maybe I might be too stubborn to hear what you're saying. That's what I told God. I prayed that sincere prayer. And I think that's a word for me. Yes, I would have missed what God, you know, God programmed to be good for me. I prayed that same prayer simply for everyone here. And even when you cannot hear his voice, even when you're, 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 you're unable, may the Lord feel free to intercept your steps. May the Lord intercept you and honor your steps aright. The Lord bless you. Thank you for your time. God bless you. Good you better for the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Kindly have your seats, please. I hope we are being blessed. Oh, I hope we are being blessed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Pastor, thank you for this time of nourishment. And I know that with all these truths we have received, we'll go on to a glorious marriage to glorify the Lord. Hallelujah. So at this juncture, we'll take our offering. The ushers will bring the baskets around while we um, introduce our guests who will be our panel for the questions. So please, the ushers will come with their pouches to receive our offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, so um, already we know we have pastor on our panel. Uh, past yes, please. <laughs> we have pastor Isaiah Fosukwache and pastor Mrs. Rita Fosukwache on the panel. Can we give them a hand of applause while they take their seats on the panel? Please don't forget we are giving our offering. There's a Momo number. If you are going digital, we have a Momo number on the, uh, the screen. The Momo number is here. And then uh, our second uh, guest or uh, people joining the panel are part of our church counseling team. They've been blessed. They are married. They've been married for a long time with a lot of experience. Blessed with three powerful children. They say they have six because each one of them is two. So <laughs> they are blessed with three powerful children and they are in the presence of Mr. and Mrs. Aqua. Seth and Dorothy Aqua. Everybody, a round of applause. Let's welcome them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we have just 20 minutes to do this. So let's not waste time. We'll put a WhatsApp number on the screen. If you, are, you feel shy to send your question, kindly send it there. But I encourage you not to be shy. This is the essence of the program. We want, to, we want you to open up your heart. You know, if we go home with your questions, oh, my baby, so please, if you have questions, don't take it back home. Please, ask the questions. If you, if you are bold enough to come and take the mic and ask the question, glory to God. If you cannot, the number is open. You can send either text message or WhatsApp. Just let's do it fast, quickly. So the, 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 the time is now for the question. So if you have a question, just lift up your hand and then I'll bring the mic to you. Then you can ask your question. 
Oh, quick, 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 quick. Hey, oh, we've understood everything. Please, if you don't ask today, unless next year. Oh, okay, yes, please. So, <laughs> please, let's, let the woman be faster. Okay, so we have a question already, right? <laughs> so, we have a question already, right? Okay, so, um, our youth president, a round of applause for him. He'll, he'll do as the honors. Praise the Lord. Um, it's not my question. It's, it's for someone. Yes, so, the person wants to know... Um, can you hear me? It, it's my romantic voice. So it, it, it's, sorry, sorry. Let me, let me use my question voice. Hallelujah. So, someone wants to know if God chooses a partner for you or you pick your partner and then God will, you know, present to God and God will bless it for you. Yes, please. More questions. More questions. Okay, thank you. Maybe your will be question will be a question and now I can enter. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, I have a question for Mama Rita. Um, Pastor mentioned that she already knew who her husband was and what, she was, what her, um, her marriage was going to look like. I want to ask how you built capacity towards um, the vision God had given you concerning your marriage and the person you married. Thank you. Thank you for the question. Another question here. All right, so someone is asking, is it okay to get married as a student, undergraduate, into brackets? <laughs> no, we, we, it's a serious question, please. And also, another question, is it wrong to marry someone two years below your age as a lady? So I think we should answer this four questions. Okay, so please, you can do as the honest. Yeah. Hallelujah. Next question. Okay, so when Pasta was speaking, he said every every Christian or every every daughter of Zion marriable. So that I think should have answered the question, oh no, I don't think the Please uh, read the question again. You give it. So the person wants to know if you, you choose your partner yourself God or God chooses your partner you. for you so or will be choosy. So by what? Okay. So by what? By what pastor said, you choose yourself. There are some who, um, by revelation, are shown who their spouses are. But it's not automatic that it works. Because we know an example where the name was mentioned, everything, Dito, like Dito, but it didn't work. So um, I, 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 I believe uh, you choose yourself. I always say this, that as a man, you know where you're going to. So you find the one that can go there with you. 
if you are going, you are going to Kaswa, and she, she can't go to Kaswa, she wants to go to Accra Mall, definitely she can't get to Kaswa with you. So you can't choose her. Maybe God, God says this one is for you, but she's not ready to even move with you. That does not qualify her. So I think in essence, you choose, you choose by prayer and by preparation if the person is prepared enough. Yeah, so I think that um, she says something very, very amazing. There are times people have received prophetic words of who their spouses are. And people think that when God shows, it means no work. God can show, but it's, it's required of you to also decide to walk with God to work it to happen. God has promised you a promised land. But he wants to work and walk with you to the promised land. The declaration of an availability of a promised land does not mean allocation of promised land. You will need to work yourself into it. Please, are you with me? Now, the time I saw my wife, if I had married her at that time, it would be a disaster. Because she was not ready. Please, are you with me? So, God now gave her opportunities to prepare herself. She didn't even know that it was a preparation for herself, for me. But she submitted, not knowing what the grand plan was. So that is why, generally, the Lord is about submission, follow the Holy Ghost. These things you think is to help God or help your church. You might not know. They are the classes God has put in place, preparing you for what to be your desire in the future. Please are you with me? Now, by spiritual capacity, you have built capacity. There is also the possibility God can show you this person is yours. Not yours because the person had been your lost rape. But the person has qualified to be yours. Now you must qualify yourself for the ownership. Please, are you getting the whole area? Yeah, so the fact that God showed you the vision doesn't mean that it's automatic. Some people have had visions that that was my husband and the man beat them throughout. Because yes, it was yours, but yours truly did not truly become yours. So there's still a place for work. Okay, the, the next uh, question, the one directed at me. So I... I knew he was my husband. I think through prayer, I think I was praying. I just, I just knew it. So I just, he was, he was, he was someone's boyfriend already, and I was not interested. But I just turned to him and I said, "Ah, you're my husband," and he got angry. I said, "No, I'm not telling you because I like you. No, I just." So I just said it, and I, um, I didn't, I didn't want to help God. Because I believed strongly that I am God's beloved and he'll give me his best. So if it's not you, then you are not the best. So the focus was not him. The focus for me was God. So God was my focus. But it just, it just came to me. I, and before then, I'd been praying towards marriage, towards um, my purpose. Then I got that. But then he was already engaged somewhere, although he knew it was not right. I was not the one going to tell him to leave. So I left him. I focused on God. 
Actually, I was even praying for him and the lady. I go to the park when I go to pray. I pray for him. But I knew I will be instrumental in his ministry. So I, 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 like I said earlier, there are people who it's even revealed to them that this is your spouse, but it doesn't even work out. So I was like, even if it's not marriage, like, even forget the marriage. But I knew I'll be instrumental in his ministry because then, even then, I believed in his ministry. So I'll pray for his ministry. I'll pray for the lady. Then I'll pray for myself, my purpose. So I built a relationship with God because I, I told God, even if I don't marry, I want to serve you. I think I, at a point, I felt I was not going to marry. But I was ready to serve God. So for me, it was, it was God. So I built a relationship with God. I built my capacity because I always knew I'll be a big man's wife. Yes. Yes. I was not settling for less. No. Yes. So I built my capacity. So as a, as a big man's wife, you can't speak good English. No. So I read a lot. I gathered knowledge, information, or knowledge. Eh? So I read all around. Like, it's, it's after the children started coming that I've, I've grown lazy in reading. But I used to read all around. And then, um, so as you read, you learn things. Daddy has mentioned, I remember in one of our services on campus, a man of God was preaching. He said, you want to marry a rich man, and you like flowery curtains. The thing hit me, I was like, wow, I want to marry a rich man, and I don't even know about curtains. But, like, if anything comes to mind, I go and research. Oh, okay, how do you do this? How do you tie a knot of a tie? How do you cut Larry? How do you set the table? Because I do not want to be found wanting. So I built capacity. So, uh, um, that's how to build capacity. You read. You, you increase your, yourself. You don't get, you, you're not uh, comfortable where you find yourself at any point in time. Because even if, or even when the rich man comes, yeah, richer men than him. You go for a meeting and you don't even know what the dessert, which one is the dessert fork. You don't know the, the soup spoon. Not that I know, I'm still learning. But, like, you know, there are levels. So, I, I, I told myself, like, I, I am not settling for less. So if I'm not settling for less, then it means I have to, I have to be such that I will attract greatness. Because I used to ask myself, the ministers, if on the other side, the ministers, would they stop their car for you? No. There are people they stop their cars for. Because there's something they see. You don't have it. You've not built capacity. That's the other side. They cry, they build capacity. Because it's not every power you can handle. So you have to build capacity. So I built myself. I knew I'll marry a pastor. I, I don't remember how I knew, but I just knew it. And at the time, it was not attractive, marrying a pastor, because I was young. I think I was in SS, SHS. I just knew that I'll marry a pastor, but I didn't know if he was going to come as a pastor, or it was after we married that he'll be a pastor, or... Like, in fact, I didn't know. And I didn't want to box God too. So I was not praying, Father, bring the pastor. No. I was just preparing myself. And I kept asking God, who is he? Who is he? Till the Lord told me that I should relax. He's interested in my marriage than me. Then I relaxed and started praying for other things and other people. So I stopped praying about uh, marriage. Started praying for other people, interceding for other things. They, they are, the, the kingdom of God is, is great. It's bigger than our marriages. As you focus on that, God will 
focus on that, that, that which you want, then you'll see that you are ready for it. Because if the marriage comes, then what? Then you give, but then what? I think it answers the question. Thank you. All right, the other question is what? Um, is it okay to get married as a student? What kind of student? Undergraduate. Who, who put you in school? If you put yourself in school and you are paying your own school fees and you think that you are mentally sound and spiritually stable and you want to marry, go ahead. But if your parents put you there and they are paying your fees, and your, your number one assignment is to go and learn, get knowledge, so you can apply it in the future. Open up your mind. You know, you can think better. See opportunities when you see them. You want to marry. Okay. Even those who are finished and working, they are not seeing top. You are... A, <laughs> I wish the person was here. I have a cane in my car. <laughs> no, but I think, I mean, um, the way you laughed, you know the answer already. It doesn't make sense. All right? Like I said, if you are paying your own school fees and you can take care of yourself and you are mature and you want to marry, go ahead. All right? Um, if not, uh, commit to your books and get good grades and be a blessing to your generation. All right, don't add to the statistics of uh, broken marriages. We, we don't want that. Meanwhile, you say you're a Christian. We don't want broken Christian marriages. This one, Pastor won't say anything about it. Is that if, if Pastor says something, it will be war. I'm sure he'll, he'll remove his belt and lash you in the spirit. And the last question in this session is that, is it okay to marry someone two years younger than you? Is this a lady or a guy? The lady's older. Oh, okay. Uh, my best friend and my best man, um, uh, his wife is older than him. And they are having an amazing marriage. I think it's a year or so. Um, they are doing well. Uh, maybe Pastor will add the, 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 the two years, eh? Ivan? Oh, no, I'm, I mean the age difference. Uh, yeah, my wife was. That's my wife. I'm following my pastor. So, <laughs> they are doing well. So, uh, maybe pastor have a, a spiritual egg to it. I'm here not as a pastor, as a counselor. Okay. So, um, if you are mature, you see, maturity is very important in two dimensions, the physical and the spiritual. All right? Because even for those who are mature, uh, a week to your wedding, you are still asking yourself questions because uh, it's not easy. It's not an easy task to take care of another human being and have more human beings in your household and take care of them. You are, you are handling destinies and it's a lot of weight. Alright, so you keep asking yourself questions, but if you are not mature in the mind, you are not mature in the spirit, you are not mature in the heart, uh, believe you me, you, you're going to fumble. Alright, so if, if you think God endorses, uh, my wife 
went through a certain um, phase. Uh, she was not eating. She wanted to know if I was the one. She wasn't talking to anybody, you know, that kind of thing. You know, she was, <laughs> she was in love. <laughs> but God had a way of telling her that what she has decided, listen to the answer, the decision she wants to make, he is okay with it. He didn't say, he is the one I have purpose for you. And this came through her, one of her spiritual mothers who didn't know what she was going through, whether it was relationship related or she just knew that there was something wrong. And so she also prayed about it. And she came to her and said that the decision you want to make, whatever it is, God said I should tell you that he endorses it and he's in it. So go ahead and take it. Alright? So, as long as you are, you are a Christian, you need to see God's face. If you have a father, speak to him as well. He also has a way of telling you if it's a green light or a red, a red light. Thank you. I think uh, that should do. You want to add something? Um, Please, my so, wife wants to add something. So don't um, I used to ask myself why I want to be in a relationship while I'm in school. So because of that, I engage my brain. I don't see a human being. I see skeleton for a man. So that my mind doesn't go to relationship. Because I told myself, I'm not going to get into any relationship till I finish school. Why? Because your mother looks after you. Your father looks after you. What at all do I want from you? You know, so... Um, when he came into the scene, which was final year, it was, it was very confusing. And I was telling God that about this covenant that we had, like right now, the thing is, is changing, you know. So that's what brought, and I met him in first year. But it was final year that I realized that it was him. But he to his eyes was somewhere else. You know, so I always ask those in school. That he's my first, actually. I never went out with anybody. He was the first person. And my father was shocked. My mother was shocked. You know, because they, even me, I was shocked. And then I didn't see it coming. But the point is, I, I kept asking myself, why do I want to go out? Because it's, it's a human being. They have feelings. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want you to hurt me. So I won't even give you my name. When I realized I'm coming too close, I withdraw. Because I valued love from where I was coming from in my house. It was something that was very precious. Because even my brothers, I didn't see any of them bringing ladies to the house. It was just us. You know, so ask yourself, you want to go into a relationship. Why? Do you fend for yourself? What do you want? Love. God has more. Your parents are there. You have siblings. So you're able to answer then You can go ahead. But as he said, it's a lot of work, maturity. As at the time we were getting married in 2012, we weren't even sure. Because me, I was very, very independent. If you take my spoon, I'll use it again. You know, it was that bad because I was the only girl amongst four boys. I'm the last born. You see how it's so it's, it's, you know, so you need, it's a lot of work. It's not something that you put your head in and come out. No. And especially for us Christians, it's a no-go. As soon as you enter, that's it. So you need to make sure that wherever you are entering, God has endorsed it. When God endorses it, God is saying, and when God is saying, or shall we say, yeah, and you are going. 
So please, let's, let's weigh it. See the person as, as you. If somebody hurts you, how would you feel? So don't go in when you're not ready to get hurt or hurt somebody. That's the little I'll add. Thank you. Please, someone wants to know, how do you trans transition from father-daughter relationship to beloved and... Um, They are a lot. Those who want to know are a lot. Uh, they have their daughters here. So, someone wants to know how do you transition from father daughter relationship to beloved beloved relationship? Especially when you've both received strong convictions about it. Um, next question. Okay. Um, so, you. you Father-daughter relationship, there's a level of knowing. Beloved, uh, is it what? Beloved. Beloved those. What? Beloved, beloved. Uh -huh. Beloved, beloved. That one too, there's a different knowing. How do you transition? Get to know the person. You get to know. So, father-daughter, she looks up to you. But when you are becoming lovers, she looks to you. So you have to get to know her as a person. Not as a daughter. As a person. So she can relate with you. Because if you go into the relationship as father, daughter, there will be fear. There are things you feel, ah. If she say normal conversation, it will be like she's disrespecting you. But when you get to know each other, find, uh -huh, find a friend in her. Be friends. Get to know her. Find a friend in her. At that level, you can easily communicate with each other. You will take jokes as jokes. You not feel disrespected. You know you not want to be called a hey, daddy. No. You <laughs> you hey come here to say like you you will appreciate her. So get to know her as a person. Move from father. Come down to her level. Um, I think most times people do not get into that relationship of father-daughter with the intention of becoming beloved-beloved. But there's a certain level of engagement that will lead to that. And I will advise don't have that engagement. Except if it's very certain to you that person is meant to be at this level of relationship with you. A lot of people have been in that situation and the transition was very hurtful. There are many spiritual fathers that are not matured husbands. I've seen situations where the lady is trying to tally your spiritual depths with your practical life. She's shocked that you preach this or you're doing this. It can be very dangerous. So I want to advise that if you're in such a relationship and you notice that uh, you want to be in a relationship, note that 
that father-daughter relationship, you don't know the person. The person is only drinking from you and you are feeding the person. You don't know the person. That is why when the transition happens, you are shocked at so many things. All right, so a lot of thoughts should go into it. And as mommy said, uh, come to her level, get to know her. Now, my wife was not necessarily a daughter, but she was someone who looked up to me. And interestingly, a certain year, I was, that's early, very early, not too long when I'd known the family, their family. One day the father made a statement to me and I told my dad. Then this was, that statement was made to me somewhere in 2008 or 9. And then 2023, my dad reminded me, sorry, 2013, he reminded me of that statement. And when the man made this statement, that day he gave you his daughter, but he did not know. Because at that time, they didn't understand her. And they had challenges dealing with her. But here she was, this young man had come to the church. And um, I was teaching them things. And they were seeing changes in her. And when she went on, she was talking about, oh, Brother Isaiah, Brother Isaiah, such a blessing, he's helping me, blah, blah, blah. So they saw a lot of change in her, and the man made that statement. So at a time when, years later, when I realized that that was my wife, I was even afraid. I didn't want to sound as if that I was nurturing her for myself. I was very careful. You get it? But I noticed that she had so much maturity till date. I mean, I've not seen that in a lot of couples, but... My wife is both my friend, she is my uh, sister, she is my church member. She knows when, at this point, I'm talking as a prophet, and she takes it as such. She knows when I'm speaking as an elder brother, and she takes it as such. That level, you have to work towards it. Because if you're not careful, when you come to beloved, beloved, you might think you are equal. And hear this, if you ever marry, I'm talking to ladies, if you ever marry a man you think you are equal with, don't marry. Don't, because he's meant to be your head, not your colleague. You're meant to call him your Lord, not your colleague. He must have the capacity to lead you. So he must be someone that inspires you. But if you come to the point where you think that you and, you and him, you are you think alike. I don't know how, like, you, he, you know, you are equal, you know. In fact, as a man, you must always be ahead. Ahead must always be ahead. Not because you are better. No. For leadership purposes. You have to. Please, are you getting the whole idea? Yeah. So, it's a very, very sensitive and very dicey thing. So, if you're in that, please be prayerfully and uh, rationally. Look at it carefully. Know why. Why do I see this person as someone I want to marry? Ask that question. Is it because we spend time together? That is why the content of discussion sometimes can be the reason that you are in love, but it's actually not love. She is down. Are you able to say the right things because you're a prophet? Like the thing you say, it's like, ah, he said just exactly what I needed. 
This must be a good husband. Please, a good prophet may not be a good husband. And a good counselor may not be a good husband. Being a husband is a whole new level. Please, are you with me? In our marriage, there was one time my wife told me she feels alone. It's not easy to marry a pastor. I was having a meeting this Saturday with another group after the choir meeting. And every message I was preaching, they were just laughing. That is something that is natural with me. You will laugh while I'm preaching. You will laugh. They laughed. And I said, oh, I don't joke like this in the house. They're like, oh. One lady said, it's not fair. It means my wife is not enjoying that. And that's the truth. She can count how many times I'll crack a joke. Because at home, I'm very quiet. But I have to start learning how to be able to work on that. And she has to bear all of that. And then you'll be there. So the way this man is, how I wish I have a husband like that. Don't wish it. It's difficult. And let me say this. God has used there to help me be a good husband. I don't think I was a good husband. In the sense that I'm always thinking about ministry. I'm thinking of my work with God. I'm thinking about what I have to do. And I forget sometimes that I'm married. I forget it. There are times I could be in the study. Who was that? <laughs> Amen. I mean, there are times that I could be in the study and I realized that I have not checked on my wife for hours. So one day we had a talk and I had to be, she had to draw my attention to it. So I could be in the study. After 30 minutes, I'll just go. I'll come and see her. Um, she asked me, are you okay? I'm like, well, I'm just going to check up on you. Are you all right? So I'm fine. I'm working on it. That's the thing about marriage. You keep working and working till you rest. You keep working. It's stressful. Thank you. Um, what is your take on a family's role in selection of a partner? Maybe you have two possible suitors. The family likes one that you don't like. And the one that you like, they don't like. The second question, please, is it advisable to wait for your partner who will be traveling outside the country for close to five years? Please advise yourself who... Hmm. Five years. Pastor said, please, you answer that for me. The five years. Can an unbeliever be the chosen one? No. I've answered it. I've answered it for you, eh? please. You've received numerous prophecies of getting married to a pastor. How do you prepare for such a blessing or burden? I think it's been answered. The next question is, when do you know the time is right to start a relationship? As a man of God, how do you balance ministry with marriage? Um, please, I'll answer this one. How can bathing affect my marriage? Is it by force? It's by force. Please bath. Eya jare. jare. No, I'm, I'm, I want to speed up the process. Amen. Oh, um, pejare. 
Hey. No, 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 no. If you've seen someone and you've made your intentions known, but the person is not giving you any signal that she is into you or not, should you wait? Please move on. Please move on. Please also, in a relationship, at what level do you invest in your partner or do investments together? This pastor will answer that for us. Yeah, yes. General investment. Emotional investment, money, everything. Well, um, I always say that if you're in a relationship and the atmosphere is not helping you spiritually, um, you, you, are not, you are not encouraged to, to be better when it comes to, uh, if you're working, career or academics. Or I, When I met her back in school, final year, f- interestingly, we are all born on Tuesday. So Tuesdays we fasted. And those who were in tech, you know Pajo. Uh, we pray and fast at Pajo. At that time I was a prayer secretary for the biggest college in, on campus. I mean, it's not time to be doing lovey lovey and touchy touchy because... Uh, you are praying and you are moving in the prophetic. You are, not, you are not here to play. I drilled her when we started going out. She will fast. She will pray. All right? So, um, <laughs> if you are not growing spiritually and all you are doing is growing um, physically, touch, and then no one saw her, and no one saw me, and no one saw you, I mean, leave it. You are not ready. Leave the relationship. All right? The number she is using now, 027. I bought it, Tigo number one, twin sim. The only difference also was the, the last digit. So hers is 89, mine was 98. And Tigo number one, the package was that the first minute they will charge you, the rest of the hours is free. So we bought those sim. And in the evening, when we are vacated, because we can't go to the park, I was in Tessano, she was at Adenta, housing down. Because we can't pray on the park, I bought the sim. We pray on phone. So the first minutes, they charge the, the rest of the hours, two hours on phone, we are praying, kaba, kaba, kaba on phone. All right? So you need to, if the relationship is not building you up, she had a gift to do beads and she sold something for somebody in Malawi. She, didn't, she has not been to fashion school or anything. I said, no, this cannot sit on, on your fingertips. So I encouraged her. Then she joined occasions um, jewelry making. Then she started making beads for sale. Then I said, no, you can sew too. Go to uh, Joyce Ababio. Then I encouraged her. She, she went to Joyce Ababio. You know, and, and so if you're in a relationship and all you are getting is emotional benefits, um, feelings. As, I mean, you, you are just using your quivers. You are, you are just reproducing. <laughs> Please leave it. It won't help you. Okay? So, so if your relationship is not, the, that's the only investment you, you should make because that's building the foundation of the relationship. I've, she has suffered though. Every quarter, we do a review of the relationship. Ah, you thought we, we went into play. And you are in joyful way. You cannot do things anyhow. So every quarter, we are reviewing the relationship. This, this quarter, 
you were getting angry quickly, you know. Yes, because I'm tired. So then she begins to look at her line of questioning. You know, then she would switch her vocabulary a little bit. You know, then we are working on each other. When you do that and you work on each other, build emotions, build the right foundation in the Lord. Now, when you are married, you can now look at all the other areas. But when you start touching and you marry, now you begin to get shocked in your marriage. Ah, is that how you are? Yes, that's how I was. And everything you see in your relationship, multiply it by 10. That's how, what you feel in marriage. Both the good and the bad. So, the traveling outside for five years, is it advisable to wait? If you, if you can wait and you are not that old, you can, and, and you are convinced that that is the person for you, God has endorsed her. But I'm telling you, it's not easy. It's not easy. In relationship, you may be able to handle it because, you know, <laughs> she, she's away, he's away. Then, you know, when you, when you are cool, you, you, you call again and stuff like that. But in marriage, it's different. I've experienced it. That's why they said I should, uh, um, moderator said I should answer it. If a man and your wife is away, you don't know how to cook. You don't know how to clean. A jari, a it will be scented house. It will be a scented house household. Do you understand what I'm saying? So she's been away. Right after honeymoon, she had to go to Cape Coast. The house was so empty. I lived in the bedroom from work to the bedroom, from work to the bedroom. The kitchen was as spotless as she left it. Because the house was so, it was as if I've not lived alone before. And some people say, oh, I can't live when I'm married. Oh, when he traveled. It's different. Then she came to Accra. Then to Sunyane for three years. I was cooking. I was scrubbing bathrooms, two bathrooms, two toilets. I was, in that time to COVID came. I was dusting the house every morning, every evening, because the three children will, will be touching surfaces. So I was cleaning surfaces, mopping the floor every day, twice. I was cooking for them. And now the three of them, everybody wants to be a chef because they, they've seen their father cook. When she comes, she says, ah, rest. So if you are not involved, if you don't build yourself, capacity... You give somebody's daughter troubles. You give <laughs> seven yards. You will give somebody's uh, uh, son trouble. Every day, obey the documenting. Every day, Benku Benku Abonting. All right. So in relationship, sometimes it helps because when the person is away, the possibility of tachi tachi is not there. But that is you will wait when you know. That this is him. Alright? If in, it's in marriage and you don't have capacity, don't build capacity. Mike, I salute you. How are you, sir? Mine was in Sunyane. His is in America. God be with you. Alright? So build capacity, especially if you're a man. Alright? And, and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Too. So the family's role in the selection of a partner. Especially when they don't 
they are not in favor of the one that you like. I have a classic case. Let me just say, remind me, we'll talk. My father, after I never got sex education, I never got anything from my daddy. He was a good man, hardworking man. You know, my father would beat you because your handwriting is not nice. He said, my, my son cannot write like this. Then when I finished secondary school, he sat me down. He said, Kwabna, you are getting old now. Ladies will come into your life. But I want you to know that I don't like this tribe. And he mentioned all the tribes in Ghana. Apart from what? <laughs> we are Ekwapims. And he left, and it's only a Ekwapim that he said I can marry from. Don't like this. But me pay. What is it? What is it? And that's my father. My father is talking to you. Huh. I said, yes, dad. Then I went to the university and I met a fanti. And it's one of the tribes that he did it. We prayed, oh. We prayed. We prayed. I said, Daddy, I want to bring her to you. I want, I want you to meet, just meet her. She, he met her at my graduation. He said, Daddy, you remember the lady you met at my graduation? How to marry her? was it? Ophrien. <laughs> so we prayed, we fasted, we prayed, we fasted. All right? We didn't invest in tachi tachi. We prayed, we fasted. Also for bad year, or no compare tachi tachi. Or no bosses, kwa nene yemashino. Empire mabebo wamamuehu. Because of that three-letter word. You know, so the moment we went to my father, Pastor, when my father saw Nanaraba, ah, that day, I cried. Hey, my daughter, my daughter, come, 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 come and sit down. Hey, hey, one film. Oh, then my father can talk. Then he started history. Come now, come now, Osano. No, he said, no, kiss it, no, kiss it. Then my father can cook. Wait for what the train. I thought he said he didn't like fancies. But it's power in prayer. We have we have weapons that we can use. Alright? So pray. Fast pray. Fast pray. And if it's the will of God, oh their hearts. He says that the heart of a king is in his heart. And he turns it how he wants you to like the cause of a so pray. All right, that's that's what I'll say. I've been there and almost eleven years after we are here. And he is dead and gone. So if I had not prayed by now, Kamako worry. I'm not saying the crapins are not good, but no mako crapin be my by now, crank up as I am going home with that. So for me, um I didn't, there was no choice. And my dad is very strict. Also for the, you know, mm. They don't really talk to you about anything. Just go and pray or, you know, like nothing on sex, education. Or, yes, but the good thing is they never saw me bringing anybody to the house. But I realized that there was a fight. When we were in a relationship, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't even know how to even open my mouth and tell my father that I've met somebody. It's my mom through prayer. And then she came to tell me that she knows that I'm going out. And she's convinced that it's that person I'm supposed to marry. That did the Aww. trick. And when I'm so, Father, thank you. Because it was a huge burden on me. Like, how am I going to tell my father that <laughs> I'm going out? You know, but... <laughs> you know, but in the, in the process of getting married, it's the same mother who told me that this is my husband who was fighting us now. 
know, I had dreams several times. The water, instead of being still, there was a lot of turbulence. So someone else came to tell her that this is the man I'm supposed to marry. She is causing a lot of issues in our relationship. She should step aside. No, so as he said, prayer. Because was, I, don't, I don't have friends. Who am I going to say anything to? It's only God. So prayer does everything. Your mother doesn't like, or they put, just give it to God. Father, please choose for me, direct me. I didn't choose, like, I never believed in saying that I want a broad-chested man, tall, dark. I told him that I cannot marry Will Smith. You know, because yes, those were the specs. You know, but I came to learn that when God chooses for me, he gives me his best. So I told God that, please choose a man after your own heart for me. You know, so it's not like I have two, two nuclear men because I don't even see you as a human being for you to come close. You know, so it was through prayer. So prayer really works. Please take it to God. If it means you have to fast, do dry, please do. Because these things are very, very important. If you enter into a wrong marriage, you are mad for life. Yeah. When you get a good one too, in fact, you are too blessed. So there's nothing like lukewarm. Please, invest time and pray. You can't be confused. Pray. God will direct you to the right person. Amen. Hallelujah. So because of time, these are the last two questions and we are done. Um, Said, as a man of God, how do you balance ministry with marriage? And mommy, this is for you. So please, what does it mean to be a pastor's wife? And how do you balance that as a mother to your children? That's all. Pastor's wife. I, I, I say it's a ministry. Some don't agree. It's a calling. It's a, a place of sacrifice. And you, you can't do it without God. He has given us the spirit of truth. Who will guide you in all truth. For me, it's the spirit of God I always tend to. Always, always, always. Like, there's nothing I don't talk to him about. Sometimes... If I forget, he reminds me, hey, you've not told me about this. Like, yeah. Then I tell him, how do I do this? How do I handle this? Uh, how do I handle this? I remember when we got married, a pastor was, he was already a pastor. And I saw that some of the church members were finding it difficult, accepting me, because then I was not big like this. I was very slim. And... <laughs> I was very slim and um, they didn't know if they should say mommy, sister missus or call me by my first name and I saw the struggle and I kept uh, I respected myself so I felt uh, I'll be in my corner and the pastor said love the people and I'm like ah, I want to love them in my own time but he kept saying, I was like, I went to God, that I want to love these people. And he puts their love in me. So if I'll call a church member, it's not because pastor says I should call the person, or because I have to, but because I am interested in the person. I actually love the person. 
And it was God that, that did that for me. So um, that's, that's, that's it. You, you can't do it without the Spirit of God. And he helps you. He brings you helpers sometimes, most of the times. People that he trusts to help you with your family. Because you can't trust everyone that comes to you. Because as they are coming, they are not even... Many people make... Well, some actually even come and say, you are not the reason we came. We came because of pastor. So you, you are saying sit here. The person is not ready to sit. Pastor, pastor is the reason I came. So of our sermon, Yeshi. But it's, as the Lord has put the love of the people in me, it's easy to forgive. It's easy to... Um, to appreciate the people, it's easy to identify those who are really for you. Uh, it's easy to... <clears throat> like, it's easier. Because I, 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 don't, I don't depend on my strength. I don't even have it. Because you, you'll be... You'll take the wind, like, out of you. The things you hear, if you want to depend on yourself, you'll be drained, you'll be... To be exhausted. In fact, you fight the pastor. And sometimes I understand why pastor's wives are not nice. Because the pastor gives all his attention to the church members. And they do not even respect her. So it's like the church, she's always, she sees the church people as enemies. Because they've taken her husband away from her. There are times, some years ago, we're going home at the time we're in Oyarifa. I was talking. I used to like talking. He was tired. I was like, ah, I'm trying to think. I said, ah, but I'm also a church member. He said, ah, but don't play that card. And I was quiet. I knew he was tired, but I wanted to talk because I didn't have any friend. So, through that and many other things, the Spirit of God continually showed me how I could be the other side. As in, hates church members because many pastors' wives hate church members, really. Because you call him at 12. You call, she picks up, you say, I want to talk to daddy, not you. But many people do it. Many people, me, I choose not to be of an enemy because I don't care. Many people do it. Is pastor around? No, but you can talk to me. When he comes, tell him I call. Oh, they do it all the time. Uh, what is it? You can talk to me. Oh, no. When he comes, let him know that I call. Like, it's, it's, it's the spirit of God who helps you, who keeps your heart's clean because he shows you they are his people so you don't fight them so you, you love them as he loves them uh -huh. so and then the children he gave them to you they are gifts his gifts to you so he will teach you <clears throat> sorry he will teach you how to take care of them he will teach you how to manage them he will teach you like i said he he can bring he can bring uh, people real helpful people who, who actually love you your way, who help you with your children, or if it's just you, give you strength to handle them, the wisdom to handle them, the wisdom to handle your husband, his ministry, how to manage your prayer time. If you can't read the Bible, he'll give you wisdom. Maybe um, when you are cooking, put on audio Bible. When you are free, just read one, one verse, memorize it. Like he will teach you. That's if you tend to him. So for me, I tend to the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. I tell him everything. I, I tell him everything, everything. 
everything. And over the years, he's shown me how I can depend on him. Let me just, this example, then give it to Pastor. Some years ago, I, I, we needed to buy some things for the children. And, and Pastor gets money. And he's taking it to church. I said, is it because I'm not talking? Doesn't he see that we need these things? So I remember I was standing in the kitchen. I was looking out the window. I said, ah, today when he comes, I'll face him at the door. People. Immediately he entered. He said, ah, when I was coming, the Spirit of God was just telling me, it's like the children need this and this. I just, I just did this, looking at him. I was like, hey, Holy Spirit, I fear you. He did not give me the opportunity to face him. He took the words out of my mouth. I was like, ah, he does not even want me to do that. And it happened several times. I was like, hey, I would have disgraced myself. Several times. So it just, it, it's just over the time, built my confidence in him, built my, <clears throat> my respect for him because he hears the spirit of God too. So if I'm not happy about something, I just tell him, Holy Spirit, see what he did. So this one, if I also do this, they'll say I'm not good. So what do I do? You, I leave him to you. Or I'll just say it as well. I'll just leave it. That was at the beginning. Now I don't do that anymore. Now, before I even say anything, he has handled it. Yeah, so then, then I'll see that he'll come. Sorry for what I did the other time. So it just, over the years, it's built my confidence in the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Before I say something about the last question, if you're here and your pastor's wife, uh, the Lord grant you grace. Yeah, it's it's a very serious work. I mean, there are there are times that if you really love your wife, you might hate your church members because they don't know the sacrifice that the pastor's wife goes through. The pastor is the one the spotlight is on, and not her. But the ability of the man to be in the spotlight is by the push of the woman. Now, I remember one time she, she had a call on my phone. I was doing something. And I said she should pick the call. And when she picked, the person says, hello. He said, I'm Pastor, I'm Mrs. Rita Fusukwache. Okay. I want to talk to Pastor Zaya. He's busy now. You can talk to me. And the person says, tell him that I called. I'll talk to him later. So I didn't call the person again because uh, God is working on me. My, I used to have anger issues uh -huh, because I love my wife too much. I would have called the person and blasted the person beautifully. So I didn't call the person again to avoid any troubles. So now she doesn't even pick my calls. She doesn't pick calls for me because of that experience she's been having over and over again. I'm sure when she was saying, you're going like, ah, how can somebody say that? You'll be amazed people that do that. People that you expect them to know well. Personally, I always tell Pastor Dave, I'm way older than a wife. Way older. But I call her mama. Because she's the wife of a pastor. We work together in the office. I can't call her dickness. She can tell me I call her dickness. I'm in my office. I am the senior pastor of this branch. I should be able to call her even by her first name. Mary. Come, it can't come from my mouth because she is the wife of a pastor and a mother to children. I can't do that, and that is how I call every pastor because of understanding. So, please, 
if you're going to marry a pastor, let God work on you. Because you're going to have a lot of things to deal with. Now, handling ministry and family, you just have to be intentional. Um, I think up until maybe after the COVID, that's when I decided to pick a day in the week that I, I say is my resting day and my day with my wife. But at a point, several times, I still had appointments on that day. But gradually, I've worked on it. And now we go out. But the funny part is that I don't like staying out for too long. You know, so like yesterday, we went out. Uh, today's Tuesday, went out yesterday. I told my sister, we come back in the night. She was very happy. She conditioned her mind for night. We went to one place, two places. Can we go home? I'm done. And she has to adjust herself. You know, so managing ministry and family must be very intentional. There was a time I didn't even have, have time with my children. Uh, I, I forget. I get so busy. In fact, one day, my son, I was telling them that I was going for a program. They asked me, why am I going again? Now you just came. Why are you going to again? I'm like, uh, I'll be back. Now I'm planning on how to take them for programs. Take my son with me for programs. Sometimes take my daughter for programs. So they see what I do. You know, it's, it's something that is... Pastors, we give a lot to people, but they don't give a lot to us. And our children come to suffer. And the same people, I'm not going to accuse you, but you are the same person that will tell me. That man was so anointed. But God forbid, his son is some way. So because I was coming for your programs, even when I beg you that I don't have time, you say, Pastor, we have prayed. God told us you are the one to minister. Even when you tell them I have two other programs, Pastor, you can add it. Yes, we beg you do it. They don't care about your strength. They don't care about whatever you're going through. So when it comes to your family, you have intention. I learned it from my father. My father disciplined me very well. So in his absence, I could still feel him. You know what I'm trying to say? He's away, but I behave because at the thought of his name, I'm well arranged. Because I know if he comes and he has report, it's not, his own is the literal scripture in Tenoswaba. Huh. He will beat you and you'll be fine. You, you'll be well fitted. You know, and so it's very intentional and um, gradually by understanding we are working on that daily, but it's be intentional. It can be automatic because ministry work is very demanding. Very, very, very demanding. And you require dependency on the Holy Spirit to be able to do that perfectly well. Amen. Let's put our hands together for them as they take their seats. Or you can do better. I thought you would be on your feet. It's been a wonderful night. Please, let's put our hands together for them.